Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Good morning and welcome back to Tech Talk for the August 19th and 20th edition. Uh, this is our All Souk Day Tour de Victoria Greece Outdoors Weekend Edition. I'm Gary Beyer, filling in for Alan Perry. Well, there's two of us filling in. Uh, Alan's on an Alaska cruise with Suzanne, his wife. Uh, again, I'm Gary. I'm the owner of Tesseract. And I'm Brian Pavlich. It's your Tech Talk producer. Uh, we're live on Saturday morning. If you're listening on Sunday afternoon, you're, he- you're hearing a rebroadcast from yesterday morning. Uh, and I will make the podcast uh, to catch people up who can't listen on air. So you're actually doing triple duty today. Triple, yeah. Producing, <laughs> talking typing, doing it all. Yeah. Not bad. Fully sleep deprived. Um, If it's Saturday morning, which it is right now anyways, uh, you can text us at 107010. Please include your first name at the end of the text. That way we know who we're talking with. Uh, You can call us at 250-386-1161 or on a smartphone. Give us a shout at star star 1070 or... Uh, You can also hit us up by email at techtalk at cfax1070.com. That's T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K at cfax1070.com. That actually was a script that Alan put together for us, and each of us had a bit of a different script, so it was a little bit fun putting this together this morning. We're going to throw that out right now. Okay. We're just not going for it. Yeah, you see those hit the ground. Mine hit me Uh, first, but... One of the things that this show is about is about you, the listener. The more you call us, the happier we are, whether you stump us or not, but it it keeps our brains going, and we try and impart some information to you. One of the biggest things we're going to talk about this morning, and it's something that Frankly, I harp on at the store quite a bit. Mm, yep. Security sure and thing. scams. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. There are scams everywhere. And for 20 years, I personally have been talking to customers about scams and how to be safe online. This morning I saw on CBC yep. a news story about a person who was scammed to the tune of $14,000. And it was the old, hi, I'm from the fraud department of your bank. Guys, your bank will never phone you and say things like that. It's, it's, I don't know what you think about that, Brian. I know Alan's probably not going to agree with me. Mm-hmm. It's to the point where I'm getting a bit, uh, I won't say stressed or upset, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is, where people should know by now. And yet what I heard this morning on CBC was the person who was scammed saying, we need to get the story out there so other people aren't scammed. We've been talking about this for 20 years. Yes. The story's out there. People, your bank won't phone you. It's that simple. Microsoft won't phone you or alert you. I think the biggest part that you, when we were talking about this before the show, Gary, you mentioned this is, but this is a gift card scam, was it? Uh, This one was a gift card scam. Uh, So please, please come to the bank, transfer money, take it out, go get gift cards, phone us with the numbers, the pins. And we can track the fraudster that way. Guys, if you ever get a phone call like that, that is the fraudster. Yes. <laughs> What's crazy is I'm seeing the images here, and this is, you know, a young person that is was scammed by this. And Well, that's uh, even a different person that you're looking at right now. That's a Halifax area one. Oh, this is a Halifax. this was a Markham oh, area business person. Oh, this is an older uh, exactly. CBC story for the same amount for 14000 also. It's uh, Okay. I just ha- don't hear. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Anyway, you know, even but, we we, yeah, we just we talk about this every week. We do. If you have to go buy gift cards, it's a scam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So we and we talked about the you know there's protections and they're supposed to ask you are you being scammed why are you buying so many gift cards but um, you had mentioned Gary that that's just not always that happens it's, at the it's till. not always what happens now understand a lot of the bank tellers you deal with they're not paid much more than minimum wage and you know what frankly they should care but some of them just don't care they're not answering those questions or pardon me they're not even asking those questions when you go to Walmart sometimes they actually will have or Rexall or shoppers they will have notes up hey are you sure you're not being scammed by buying $10,000 in gift cards please listen to them when they mention these things don't say oh no no this is for real I need $10,000 in gift cards it is a scam nobody will ever ask you for that if it's somebody who emails you and say hey i'm in a meeting i really need 200 dollars in gift cards right now can you just email me the pins on them yeah it's not your boss yes that's not your mother it's not your father brother sister that's a fraudulent scam always listen to your gut if it sounds too good to be true it is if it sounds like it may be but you're not sure if it's your kid yeah, it probably isn't. And call it's not kid. your bank. Call your kid. Call your bank. Really that simple. You know, it goes even into what, what Alan has here for uh, talking point number one. Watch out for scam emails that claim to be from BC Hydro warning that your power may be disconnected. It's the same as your phone's going to be disconnected. Your cable's going to be disconnected. Call the actual number that you have on your bill. Right. Don't listen to the person that's phoning you. Chances are it's a scam. Yes. Oh yeah. I was going to add, but I mean, the other thing that we've been saying lately is if there's any urgency to it, it's a scam. Yeah. Anything that has to happen right now, they're just trying, they're just waving the red flag in front of the bull. That's right. And then hoping that you're going to react before you think. BC Hydro, as in tech talk point number one, if the email goes to where you're supposed to pay the invoice, clean-plus-france.fr so I'm some, pretty sure it's not BC oh, Hydro. Oh, sure. But they, of course, they hide the, the link under, they say, just pay invoice. And you'll have to hover it to see that link. That's but right. that is always a good tool. Hover or right-click and check that URL that they're sending to because, yeah, clean-plus-france. Yeah. Yeah, the France URL is not BC Hydro. It's definitely not BC Hydro. It's, it's nothing that you're going to be spending money on here in British Columbia. Another one that came up this week uh, when talking with Alan is careful if you're searching for support phone numbers. If you're trying to find Microsoft support, just you have to be very careful about where you get that number. And the sad thing is they don't want to be called. (laughs) So they don't always make the numbers easy to find. They're going to make you go, go to our support forums, try this, try the chat bot. And then only after you've gone through those steps, you might get a phone number. You might stumble on the right one. But, you know, and Google is like the biggest culprit of this lately is they will just sell advertising to anyone. So you can come in with your scam website, say I'm Microsoft support and add a phone number and they will put that ad to the top of search results. As long as you're paying. So yeah, which is totally unethical and wrong, but you know, be very careful if you're searching for those support numbers because that's one of the main times I get calls about someone being hacked is I thought I was talking to Microsoft. Yeah, I thought I was talking to Microsoft. Or I searched and I found a number that said they were Microsoft. And I let them into my system. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Give Brian a call. Give Alan a call. Give the store a call. Contact your nearest local retailer. Uh, They're going to treat you a lot better. You might have to pay them some money, but they're not going to steal your money. Even if I have to just send you the real Microsoft number, but often it's a 15-minute call and I say, hey, no problem. I'm just glad you didn't get scammed. You betcha. 
You betcha. So, uh, okay, we've, we're due for a commercial break. Let's take a quick one. I've got Al uh, calling from Ontario here, so I know he's paying long distance on this call. But, uh, yeah, we'll be quick, and we'll be right back with Al. Sounds good. Okay, welcome back to Tech Talk. We're going to go straight to Al, who, correction, is calling from Winnipeg. And it costs money, too, Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. I don't, have a, I don't have a, a package anymore, thanks to Shaw. They've screwed oh. me around too much. And when my contract's over, Shaw goes bye-bye. <laughs> Anyways, this question is... Oops, just lost the phone. You still there? Oh, you betcha. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, Gary, I have a uh, Chromebook that I love. Oh. It acts... Hold oh, on. Don't, don't mean mouth it. It <laughs> is a 2017... Um, Acer Chromebook given to me. It's a beautiful little machine. But when I set my account up, I walked. When you first set it up, I did all that. And I went over and it said Windows Basic. Just for curiosity's sake, I now have uh, Windows. So when I open up my Chrome account, I actually have uh, Microsoft. It's uh. in between our machine. Yes, I even have that new fancy uh, chat thing. Oh, I have all that. I want to dump the Chrome part. You know, the Google, I want to say goodbye to them. Uh, no, yeah, well, the, it's, the problem, it's, yeah, the it's, reason I gasped was the Chromebook part. It's the built-in part there, but yeah, continue, Gary. Generally, you know for sure. No, generally Chromebooks will not run Microsoft Windows program. Uh, you know what? You want me to walk over? I can't do it. <laughs> I don't have the headset on. No, I don't. I don't. I just, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. Are you sure it's a Chromebook? Yes, it is. Okay, because uh, Chromebooks generally have an ARM processor in them, which do not run Windows at all. Well, it does run Windows. I, but it just, I, had, I just was curious when I was setting it up, because you walk through setting it up with putting in your stuff from your Internet and all that, and I walked over and said, what setup do you want? And I said, oh, Windows Basic, just see what this gets me. And basically it's Windows. Okay, Al, what I want uh, you to do, and uh, while we take uh, while we talk about a few other things, I'm going to want you to walk over to your Acer Chromebook, and I want you to write down the exact model number and get I'm that a back to person. me. Gary, I don't see. Oh. I'm blind. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, okay, then there's a ba- the debate about whether it's Windows or not. It's yeah. a little tough. Um, because well, they does, that's I put the, the headset problem. on. Is okay, there a, I, can, I can verify it for you if you want me to. I do, I do need a model number. I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. It's, it's a 2017... Um, when the wife found the serial number on it, it's got 2017 inside it. Okay. It's got an i3 processor in it. It has 4 gigs of RAM. I think it's 64 gig hard drive. Could be a little bigger. Yeah. That's all I can tell you about Yeah, that is... But I'm running your show right now, and I've been playing with this thing for about five years now, when it was given to me. And it's a beautiful little machine. Yeah, if it does have an i3 processor, it is definitely not a Chromebook. Okay. So that, is a, that is a Windows machine that originally was designed, if it came with Windows Basic, it was designed for basically travel because it had a smaller hard drive. Mm-hmm. They were a little lighter. They, a lot of those came with touch oh, screens. This, this isn't light. This thing is yeah. <laughs> Then, then it definitely, I can guarantee you, it is not a Chromebook. Okay. Which now, is great. Which yeah, is a good, it, actually, is a good that place is a good to start. <laughs> we're much so better off I, already. When I set it all up, Gary, the first time, it exactly walked through like the Chromebook setup. Okay. And when I go write my Chrome password in, 
then it becomes a Windows machine. Yet I can take it back to Chrome. So I got an in-betweener. Are you uh, talking? You, there's a, you, it, the difference between it running the Chrome OS and you just having in, you know Chrome installed, are you just running the Chrome application, the browser? I just run the browser. I don't do it all a lot with this thing. Yeah, so you're with, running the Chrome uh, browser as opposed to the Chrome operating the, system. Understanding. Yeah. So as I went and found myself a Windows 10 disk, which are hard to come by, uh, you, you think I get loaded on here, Gary? Um. So it's. I'm sorry. It's running Windows 10 Basic right now. Yeah, I think that's Windows 10. Yeah, that's Windows 10 Basic. Yeah, if it's Windows 10 Basic, you actually should be able to go into Settings and t- tell it not to be Basic anymore, and it'll upgrade to Windows 10, which means you cannot go back to Basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted. I'm listening to you guys here. Hey, look how many more kilometers. If from here to Winnipeg, you just drove out here two years ago. <laughs> I how drove many, out there a year ago. You're in a bit. How many kilometers would it carry? One way. From Winnipeg, from Victoria over there. Uh, it would have been, goodness, about 1,800 kilometers, I think. Okay, that's how far yet. I'm picking up your radio station really good. Uh, for the hockey games, it looks like we're going to Brandon now because we have no more ice. So There you go. Bye-bye. Anyways, things like that. I pick up the hockey games. I pick up. <laughs> a lot of lot of computer shows around the country here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't do a lot with it. It's just kind of my lifeline. I read, write emails to other blind people. Yeah. You know, Al, if it's like Al, if it's actually doing the job that you need it to, if it's getting you your hockey games, your tech shows, if, you know, I wouldn't change a thing if it's working. I was going to ask you about your little um, sales you're having with the little, uh, like, yeah, the uh, Lenovo mini PCs, I believe. Yeah, yeah, they're like about the size of a package of cards, aren't they? They're four and a half inches by four and a half inches by one and a half inches. And what do they got in them for a processor? They're a Core i3 processor with eight gigs of RAM and a brand new 240 gig solid state drive. Now they do obviously require a monitor, keyboard, mouse. Yeah. They do have Wi-Fi built in. Ah, great little system. I'm sitting here, uh, Gary. It doesn't matter if the monitor's on or not. Couldn't tell you what's yep. going on with it. You know. Anyways, okay, well, I'll listen to you guys. Um, I kind of, I hope Alan took a lot of money with it, because I've been this guy way, and all <laughs> that way, and boy, you, you're running into a meager... Well, you know what, I don't, area. who knows whether it's all about the money anyways. There's beautiful scenery up there, and frankly, he's gets a holiday from, <laughs> from us anyways. To, I hope he gets to go, he won't be able to go into Glacier Bay, because their boats are too big, but <laughs> I, I dropped my camera when I was in Glacier Bay. I shot off. A roll and a half, and my wife handed me here. We went into Glacier Bay, and there was a seal up on the thing. I even had a converter on my lens. I couldn't find the seal. But the guy beside me showed us his pictures about, at the end of the trip. He actually had the seal. But what a beautiful area to go into. I'm going to stop you there, Al. I know you're paying long distance for this. Yep. Um, yeah. We but, have to go to break uh, just, right now. If, it, if hey, it's running it. Windows, you should just run Edge instead of browser. Just search it. Yeah. It'll be pre-installed in your machine and start using okay, Edge I'll, instead I'll, of Chrome. I'll put the edge on there you go. Okay, okay thanks. All right, All right, Al. Talking with you. Have a good day. Bye. Okay. Always, always interesting conversations on the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, So we did get that straight. It is definitely an Acer Windows machine. Yes. And uh, just to reiterate, we would never recommend running a Chromebook. Frankly, no. It is it's, a privacy nightmare, and it's just a neutered uh, laptop. That's really all it is. And you can spend, there's $800 Chromebooks. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. No. Yeah. No. Um, just quickly, one more um, privacy or security note. 
is we are also starting to see scam emails referring to the Shaw Rogers merger. Um, so we, oh, you know, yeah. we have an example of one in the show notes here. Uh, just saying, you know, from Shaw and Rogers saying they've recently updated uh, new security features and policies. Um, yeah, and you oh, and you have to click the link yes. to get the update. <laughs> where, that, where does that link take you? Yeah, uh, well, a completely gibberish address uh, in the UK. At webador.co.uk. Oh, certainly sounds sounds like Shaw Rogers to me. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, okay, one point that we came up at the end of last week's show, which we didn't have news on, but a, a Tech Talk listener sent us some info. So Life Labs has agreed to pay $9.8 million Canadian to settle a class action lawsuit over the huge uh, 2019 privacy breach that saw unencrypted client info of all 8.6 million Life Labs customers. It was stolen by hackers. So uh, basically what that, what that uh, class action settlement would mean is you're going to get somewhere between 50 and 150 whole dollars Wait, but wait, that's after legal fees. Sadly, they're not announcing what those are going to be yet. So, so you, that's, you that's actually get, before uh, legal fees. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah before we, we legal don't, fees. We, what we don't know is what you're going to get after legal yeah, fees. Yeah, so let's, let's, let's consider that the lawyers are going to get at least a third, which means you're going to get somewhere between 100 and, oh, wait a minute, almost nothing. Between zero and 100. And it's your information. It's your personal information that was hacked and let out onto, on, onto the, uh, uh, on the dark web. So... The uh, and so um, so these are the details, but you know, beware. I'm sure it's following soon. There's going to be scam emails about this. There's nothing you need to do. You're just going to get an email from KPMG, uh, and they're going to administer the proposed settlement. When I've had something like this before, I just get a notification that I got an e-transfer and it was already deposited. There was nothing yeah. to do. Um, be I'm always very cautious of e-transfers and emails. I've seen so many that are very, very convincing, and I had to take oh, 10 yeah. minutes to try to figure out if it was real or not because it was just so on point. And a lot of it isn't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so when, they, when somebody says, hey, there's $800 waiting for you from Life Labs, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, the first cue will be either who it's coming from and is it in this price range of, you know, zero to 150. Yeah. Now... Number six, a Chicago man used AirTags to track down a stolen motorcycle. Very cool. Yeah. A garage door is stopping the police from retrieving it. <laughs> it can take him all the way there, but in yeah. case, unless he has a warrant to go behind the garage door, I, I take it, it. It's actually an interesting story, and I would definitely say go to, go to Tech Talk Point number six and check it out. Get a little more into the details there. Yeah. Uh, why don't we, well, well, let's just quickly, before we go to break here, why don't you fill in the details on that de- deal that you've got, Gary? So the tiny PCs there, like Alan would say, it's like a stack of like five CD cases. Uh, it's, that's about right. Uh, a little bit bigger, but, and sl- obviously sl- slightly heavier. I think this weighs yep. a whole pound and a half. Yep. Uh, they are a 6th Gen Core i3. They mm-hmm. are, as I said, four and a half by four and a half by about one and a half. It's yep. a USB 3.0. Uh, these ones are Wi-Fi enabled, which is very cool. Brand mm-hmm. new 240 gig solid state drive, 8 gigs of RAM, Windows 11 Pro. They are uh, DisplayPort out, which is the equivalent of, of HDMI without anybody having to pay the HDMI corporation any royalties. But you could adapt it to HDMI if you needed to. Well, absolutely. Uh, HDMI or uh, DisplayPort to HDMI adapters. Uh, these ones, we normally sell them at $400, but you know what? I got such a great deal on these things. Um, we're blowing them out at 179. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And you're back in the shop on Monday. Monday, Monday yes. Okay. We decided a while ago it's time to take a break and take weekends off. Good for you. Yeah, except that I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We're going to break right now. It's time for the news. When we come back, there's all kinds of cool stuff to talk about. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk for Saturday, August 19th. And uh, if you're listening on Sunday the 20th, we aren't live. Uh, I'm Gary Beyer filling in for Alan Perry. He is actually somewhere quite north of us, enjoying, relaxing, somewhere on a boat. Yes. Uh, yeah. With me is... I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. And, and co-host and oh, no. all-around bottle washer. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian does everything around here. Yeah, mostly. Um, uh, and as Gary was saying before, you know, we love your calls. Uh, because I'm talking more, it's I can't always necessarily stop what I'm saying to answer the phone. So you might have to call more than once to get in, but we will try to answer your call. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Calling is really kind of nice because hearing your voices, uh, you know, it's it's... It makes our day. Come on now. So you can oh, sure. get us on your cell phone, star 1070. Uh, regular phone landline is 250-386-1161. You can text us at 107010. Please include your first name so we know who we're chatting with. And if you want to email us, you can reach us at techtalk at cfax1070.com. Of course, you can always follow along with the show notes, shownotes.ca. Now you have to do that in the actual... Uh, uh, browser bar? We have to, so I'm sad to say that we have to reiterate this, but yes, it yeah. is in the address bar. You, you cannot search for the term yep. shownotes.ca. It won't, it just won't work. It won't get to us. Now, before we get to anything else, um, as, as everybody knows, we're having a really catastrophic fire season here in BC and frankly, Northwest yeah. Territories all across Canada. And I really, really, really want to do a, a Friday-type shout-out. Al uh, mm. we all know exactly, and so we'll small CFAX listen to all of the firefighters and, frankly, to everybody who's being displaced. You know, everybody's coming around. It's, it's community out there all of a sudden again, which is beautiful to see. And I want to give a special shout-out to a friend of mine who many people here in Victoria who were in the tech scene will still remember, Warren Huxley. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to leave his house yesterday and... You know, it's, it's, it's scary times out there. So Warren and everybody else, I hope you're all staying safe and, you know, I'll, I'll chat with you soon. Absolutely. I mean, you and one other aspect you may have noticed is um, usually coming in from Kelowna, the garden show, which precedes us, had to run a uh, rebroadcast because they weren't able to be in studio today. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's affecting it's, a lot of people. It's, it's scary out there. And if you can help in any way, help, helping people is a good thing. So, yeah, get out there and do it. Gary, you said you had a, a slew of texts coming in here? Oh, we do. We have emails and texts. I think and you got you know, a hot one to start with. <laughs> I do. First, this one, well, there's a couple of hot ones. This okay, one great. is uh, from Chris. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I'm a little aggrieved, I love that word, okay. with Meta, Instagram, and Google. I have a Facebook account, but no longer use it. I think I have an Instagram account, but I've never used it. And I no longer Google anything. Can you give me any other tips to voice my displeasure with their treatment of Canadians? Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, this is uh, great. And the newsroom has been reiterating this point that, you know, the problem with them banning Canadian news because, you know, we've legislated that you need to have, you kick back some funds for all the news stories that you're posting on your um, your feeds and Facebook and Google. Um, so, yeah, I absolutely support that. My, I would just say, you know, it's essentially speak with your dollar, delete your account. There's, yeah, that's best advice I could give you. I mean, I have uh, a meta account, obviously I have Google. I use all of these, a lot of it for work, which I need. Mm, yes. Interestingly enough, this morning I tried to post on Facebook that I would be doing the CFAX uh, 
mm-hmm. Tech Talk Morning Show, and yep. it immediately said, you can't post that. That's got Canadian content in it. Wow. I know. So cfax.com uh, has been... I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know how shady it was considering, you know, I'm not on there, so I don't see those kinds of things. It's getting bad. No, it, you know what? We've talked about this before, and this is this is no different than legislation that came out, I believe it was the 70s, with CanCon, Canadian content. Sure, yep. We have these major corporations that are not Canadian, yep. that are making major money mm-hmm. using news produced by Canadian media outlets, Yes, and they refuse to pay for it. As we know, this also happened in Australia. Right. Yep. Australia brought in very similar legislation to what the federal government did, and it didn't take long before they started negotiating. Okay, good to know. They, they started paying because they need that content. And secondly, here's my big beef with it. Anybody who is getting their news content from social media sites, mm. hey guys, there's ctv.com, there's cbc.ca, there's there's timescolonist.com. All of these news media outlets have their own web pages. You can go directly to the source. Yeah, that's a that's a, a good way too. I you know, <laughs> delete your account is a bit extreme, but you know, it's yeah. what I did. And I gosh, it's I feel so good to never go on there. Yeah, uh, just <laughs> wait till your child's a bit older, and it's the only way you have of taking uh, of keeping in uh, touch with them. Oh, we're gonna have to find another solution there. <laughs> there you go. Um, do you have any other tips? Can is there any other way? I haven't seen any other forums to you voiced your concerns there. You know, it's it. Uh, you can you can use your Gmail account because Google's always looking at it, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Just send emails to yourself. You know there they're reading you go. them. No, uh, it's it really comes down to very much like with any other product that you are unhappy with. Mm-hmm. Talk to other people. Yeah. And talk with your dollars. If you're shutting down your accounts, and if millions of Canadians do that, these companies will realize it. They will see it because that's a lot of revenue streams, or product they no longer have to advertise to yes absolutely they will measure those statistics and when things like this happen i'm sure we'll see reporting at some point and say they you know one percent of facebook users close their accounts or something like that you know so it it it, it adds up yeah it does let's get to an email this is from Markins north sandwich okay. hi gary my old novo laptop computer runs windows 10 using edge as the browser recently my yahoo mail has given me a problem with sending attachments larger than 100 KB. A pink circle with an exclamation mark is shown next to each attachment. Unable to send attachments larger than about 100 KB. Please see attached. I've gone into settings and resync data with this device and resync data with Microsoft servers. Sync is on Windows 10 and it's up to date. Any ideas? Well, yeah, you're using Yahoo Mail. You are using one of the least secure products on the market. You are... Well, frankly, you're you're putting your own identity and anybody else you're sending stuff to. It's 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 dangerous. Stop using it. Yeah, get. I mean, yes. Easy answer is you get migrated off there and get to a, you know a better service. Obviously, Outlook is our favorite. You know the, the so to answer some of the other parts. You know, 25 megabytes should be the maximum file size. So obviously, uh, 0.1 megabyte is you know, something is wrong. Yeah. Um, is your mailbox full? Are you hitting a limit where? It won't let you attach something like that because you just don't have any room in the account. I I don't know. I don't use Yahoo, and I, I recommend most people don't whenever it comes up. So yeah, uh, so I don't know. We don't have a, I don't have a great answer there without having to well, do a bunch of digging. Okay, they're not the, the 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 file size you're trying to send. And I'm looking at the attachment that you've given me. There's 1.1 megs, 400. If you're getting to the point where your entire email is usually above five megs, and and you'll run into that with a lot of email servers, if your entire thing is more than five megs, 
you're not going to be able to send. Uh, Shaw servers did that. I'm pretty sure Rogers servers are doing the same thing. Try and keep your, the size of your entire email below that is, is really the better way to do it. Uh, email has never been a great way to send photos because you cannot fit that many photos into an email. Right. Yeah, use one of the, all the, you know, the great services we have now, iCloud, OneDrive. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are the main ones. <laughs> they <laughs> the are the main ones, ones I would use. Those, I wouldn't those really are the great ones. The other ones like Google Drive. Sure, sure, Google Drive, again, privacy concerns, but um, it is the other big player there. It is. Uh, yeah, we're due for, for a quick break. Ooh, it's that time again, is it? Uh, and then when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about people are getting their prompts to switch off of um, Windows Mail or Mail and Calendar, as it's known, mm-hmm. um, to Outlook Pre. Yep. Uh, and I've we've experienced some problems with that over the weekend, and there's, uh, there's lots to talk about there. More so. problems. <laughs> when we're back. Uh, welcome back to Tech Talk. Uh, this is uh, the August 19th and 20th show. I'm Brian Pavlicic, filling in, uh, filling in with Gary Beyer here. Hello. Uh, and That's so, so easy to say that. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Um, so uh, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, people getting their prompts to try out the new Outlook. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of the people that are using the traditional mail program on Windows, it's the you know, blue envelope with a white piece of paper in it. You can see it's on your, ta- it'll be likely on your taskbar. You know, people are starting to see the toggle switch, suggesting that they try the switch. Um, so what Microsoft is doing is they're making, so Outlook is traditionally part of what's now called the Microsoft 365 suite, uh, and it's a paid application. And so Microsoft is scrapping Windows Mail, and what they're doing is making a new version of Outlook that's going to come free with Windows Mail. And the part that I learned last night that I'm not happy about is it will also replace the real Outlook, the professional business It suite. actually will replace it, and then you'll have to reinstall it. Yeah. But there's just so, I mean, I know Outlook is super bloated and super overcomplicated in lots of ways, and it's a headache, but it is a massive business tool, and people who manage mailing lists and all these things, it's, it's critical. And so changing that to, like, a consumer-level web app, is, yeah. I don't think well, it's going to go well. well. Brian, here's, let's, let's take it from my point of view as a business person. As sure. a business person, I never would have used Microsoft Mail. Sure. Ever. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So... What Microsoft is trying to do is get the average Joe consumer mm-hmm. off of Microsoft Mail into Outlook. So the, yeah, there's two parts of that. that there's yeah. that part, and I think this is going to be a big improvement on Microsoft Mail. Yes, the, it is. The really bad part is they're going to tank the real Outlook and turn also turn. They're going to you know take the bad little one and, and bump it up, and they're going to take the large business level one and bump it down to no, a consumer level one. I do not believe that. I hope it's not real. There's not a lot of... It's very hard to find those details, but yeah. that is what the, the Microsoft support documents were saying last night. Yeah, the support documents may or may not be right. When, when you look at what Microsoft, where they make their money, yeah. they make it A, on licensing Windows. Really simple. Yeah. It's every new computer, Microsoft gets some money. Absolutely. Okay? It's really simple. Yeah. The biggest money maker for Microsoft yeah. is the Office Suite. Oh, sure. It's I mean, Office 365. Subscription fees we for pay that. subscription fees. We have businesses using them. I've been using Office 365 since it came out. Before that, I had Office uh, starting with, oh, goodness, 97, et cetera. It's all moving on. I've, I've stayed with Microsoft Office. It's the industry standard, and it's a headache when you use anything but it. Exactly. It yep. is the industry standard. The world runs on Microsoft Office. Sure thing. Anybody yep. else who uses anything else, good on you. Absolutely. You're, you're not giving Microsoft money. Mm-hmm. But we as business people, we need it. It's, it's, it's yes. invaluable. And that, that Outlook program uh, uh, in Office 365 
is one of the most powerful CRM tools I've ever used. Yes. And that goes way back to the original maximize of the whole works. Outlook has become, it's the standard. So I'm pretty sure Microsoft's not going to mess with it too much. They yeah. are changing a few things like their their default font in 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 Word is changing. Sure, sure. Uh, and these, this is normal. Because they can. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to dummy down the business tool well, while making the Microsoft Mail go away. Well, well, I mean, then why are they calling this? <laughs> why are they not calling this something different? It's not the new Windows Mail app. It's no, it's Outlook. <laughs> ah, well. So, well, the, you already have Outlook on this side, and it, like it wasn't already confusing enough. You have the Outlook web app at Outlook.com. Mm-hmm. You have the professional Outlook thing, and now you have Outlook for Windows. You're gonna have Outlook Basic, and you're gonna have Outlook. It's already like so many people yeah. I get contacted by like, why can't I use these Outlook features? I find all these tutorials online how to do it. Oh, those Outlook, those features are for this version and you're running this version. That's it happens right. all the time. Well, there's the free and the paid. The and, paid gets all the toys. The yeah. free doesn't. Well, now we're going to have three <laughs> three versions. Uh, we'll see. Um, so, But I will just give a warning that it is not ready yet. There are a lot of, a lot of features that work. It only works with Outlook, Outlook Hotmail, um, live email addresses, yep. which are all the Microsoft side, and also Gmail, but like <laughs> Yahoo doesn't work with it yet, nope. and independent or like otherwise emails that would be set up through IMAP or POP will not no. work with no, it. No, I would not be able to use my tesseract, computers.com yes. emails, et cetera. So yeah, I would right now, and for my home computer, yep. I've stayed away from it. I've, I've stayed away from trying to change it. If you are, if you only use an Outlook account, I would say go ahead. It is an improvement. It's, it's better for sure. Yep. But otherwise, don't touch it. I've seen computers where you cannot revert back. I'm, I've had um, clients where you're having an issue and you cannot undo it and go back to Windows Mail. You're stuck with this until they finish repairing it, which is also insane that they that it's taken this long. It's not really, you know, they're reinventing the wheel or something here. They always do. Anyway. <laughs> Programmers do it because they can. Before we go to break, there's one other email that I want to touch on. Uh, it actually is it's, it's very good in a good and bad way for some people. This is from Gary with two R's. Yep. Hi, Alan and guests. I had a call the other day from Shaw regarding renewing my account as my contract was getting close to its end. We negotiated the terms and he offered a few deals which we'll be trying. But at the end of the conversation, I asked him when my email... And when, when my email ending is ending at Shaw, when that was going to come to an end. And he told me Rogers is not planning to change it, nor stop or alter it in any way, and that I can keep using it at the present day form for as long as I wish. I've listened to your show for many years, and in fact, you installed Outlook for me several years ago, and okay. I really hate the format, so kept using Shaw as it was much like the old Outlook Express. That's dating you. <laughs> I told many friends that you had said uh, Shaw.ca would become a thing of the past, and they said it would never happen. So now I feel a bit foolish, as it seems they will be carrying it forward. The agent from Shaw stated that if they ever tried to eliminate the mail service, there would be such a backlash that it would not be considered, and such action would cause catastrophic consequences to Rogers that it will never happen. Now what should I tell my at Shaw.ca friends and those I convinced to go to Outlook? Well, Gary, I'm going to give you my take on this. Sure. You, you were talking with someone who was contracted by Shaw slash Rogers. I would almost guarantee it wasn't an actual employee to try and sell you a new contract. Mm-hmm. Just by those words you used, that was off script, which means they did not have the actual script Rogers or Shaw would give you. That's never the advice I would give you. As a business person, I look at what Rogers has to spend to try and keep at Shaw.ca running. 
And as a business person, I personally would shut it down right away. It's it's a cost center. It is not a profit center. This is a major corporation that thinks only in those terms. Yes. If you're concerned, I would give Rogers a direct call instead of relying on what somebody who phoned you says. Give them a call, ask that direct question, and see what their answer is. I can pretty much guarantee it's not going to be the answer you got on that phone call with the person selling you a new contract. We have had this a few times where people have just ad-libbed and made their own mind up and then made justifications for it. I mean, Shaw, I mean, Rogers, has a whole website about what changes are coming and what to expect. And they specifically have on there our Shaw email address going away. And they say, we have no answer at this time. If it was definitely going to say, that would n- if it was not going anywhere, that would, they would not say be that. the response. Yeah. They would say, hey, we're keeping your Shaw forever. Yes. It just, yeah. I mean, sure, we don't know. And I will always say that we don't know. But it makes sense. And I will always encourage people to get off of the Shaw service. It's got a small inbox. It it's does. got weak security. It doesn't work properly outside of North America. Well, again, they'll tell you that it does. Yes, you have to use webmail. Yes, but we will, yes. Yeah, so yes, it does work outside of North America if you use webmail. I think I did use the qualifier properly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have to. So, Uh, yes, I appreciate when everybody calls and tries to make us sound dumb about this. No, you don't find... Brian, I don't even think it's trying to make us sound dumb. He has a legitimate concern. Yes. He has been told by somebody who purports to be from Shaw. Mm -hmm. And that's very legitimate concern. Right. My concern is is that he's not getting the right information from the right person. Sure, and sure. There, therein lies the problem. I believe he was being sold a bill of goods. Yep. And he needs to contact Rogers directly to get the answer, literally from the horse's mouth. Uh, yes, and they will, and they will give the answer that they have given all their media outlets and their their own site, which is you bet. we have no answer at this time. Exactly. All right. So hope that clarifies things a little bit. Yes. Uh, just going to go for a quick break. Hi, and welcome back to Tech Talk for Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th of August. If you're listening to us on Saturday, we're live. Sunday, there's nobody here. <laughs> That's the rebroadcast. You betcha. We're going to finish up this hour with a couple of quick texts. Uh, one of them is just an add-on to a conversation we had earlier about where to get your news content. Yes. This is actually good. And if you have a Greater Victoria Public Library member, you can read many newspapers and magazines online for free. That's true. That's a great alternative. It to, really is. To Facebook. And y- yeah. And you can be pretty sure that if if it's GVPL, uh, they're not going to lie to you too much. <laughs> the other one was, my iPhone opens links in Edge. I can't find the switch to make it open in Safari. That's from Jim. Jim, there's a couple of the things you need to try. So, I mean, first thing that I would ask is what app are you doing it in? Because you can t- each app can have a different default browser that it will open links yeah. in. Um, so if they're emailing you, uh, that would probably be under the email settings. Yes, you want to go, go to, to settings, the mail email, app. browser settings, and change it to your default browser. If it's in text, it's going to be again in under uh, settings. Yeah, the messages app. You bet, messages app. And each one's probably going to be a little bit different. On this one, I haven't had time yet to Google it. Uh, it's frankly what I would do, or pardon me, edge it, as it were. <laughs> Bing. Just Bing yeah. it. Yeah, we uh, could ask AI. Oh, yes. Might. But it would be, so whatever app it is that's directing you to Edge instead of Safari, you're going to um, go into settings and find that app and see if you can choose a spot for a default browser within there. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be looking forward to your phone calls, texts, and emails. Talk to you then. Now. 
Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Brian Pavlicich, filling in as a co-host for Alan Perry. I'm I'm joined by Gary, Gary Meyer from Tesseract 2.0 Computing. <laughs> uh, if you want to join in with the show this uh, on Saturday, where this is the 19th and 20th episode. If it's the Saturday the 19th, we are live, and you can get in on the phone lines. Uh, on mobile, you can uh, dial star 1070. Uh, traditional phone number is 250-386-1161. Uh, for texts, you can text. Uh, 107010, that's 107010. You can also reach us by email, techtalk at cfax1070.com. And of course, you can follow along with the show notes at shownotes.ca. And please do call us, do email. This show is about you. Without your questions, well, we don't have much to talk about, do we? So we're going to get back to a couple of texts before or while Brian is on the phone. Uh, one of my favorite ones I got today was from Trish and Souk. So good to hear your voice, Gary. Trish, thank you. It's uh, actually wonderful to be able to be on the air here. We've got one, uh, let me see here. This would be from Mary. Hi, Tech Talk. Ironically, I was having a Shaw webmail discussion with a friend yesterday. I could not find which day in shownotes.ca it was discussed to show her. What date did you discuss webmail and migration options? Mm -hmm. P.S. She wants to keep some emails from her Shaw. Many thanks. Mary. Well, Mary, we've actually discussed this so many times over the past couple of years. Uh, As soon as we heard originally that Rogers was going to be taking over, that the deal was done, we talked about it. Well, sometimes too much. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There, there. A total changeover from one to another is a fairly complex process. So if you're trying to get a new email like Outlook.com and also keep some of the emails, that email migration actually has to be done properly where we can bring over not only the emails but the folders that those emails are in so that everything is nice and tidy and easy. Yes, and your contact contact list is also another aspect of that. Um, And then maybe a lot of people would uh, like assistance in contacting or reaching out to their contacts. Exactly, um, how, to how we do that. Them. And then the, there's a huge process of maybe 20 or so logins online. Check your Netflix, check your banking logins. You bet. Make sure that you're updating your email across the board. Um, it is, it's actually relatively laborsome. It is. So, you know, it's it's one of those situations where you might, might want to contact your favorite little uh, tech shop, uh, contact Alan or Brian, pop down to Tesseract. I can have Jesse help you out with something like this. Mm-hmm. It's not something I think you want to try on your own. If you run a Mac, all it's actually relatively friendly. If so, even if you're on an iPhone, iPad, you can select the emails you want, and when you say move, you can say to move to a folder that is in a different address. You can yes. move, you can migrate almost your whole account that way. On the Mac, it is also click and drag. If you have multiple email addresses loaded into Mac Mail, um, Mac OS Mail. Um, you can drag them that way, and it it will seem unresponsive for periods. <laughs> it might, but I have always had it pull through in the end. Mm-hmm. You might think nothing's happening, but you know, just move, Patience. move a big chunk of them and just leave them and wait for it to catch up. It will transfer them from the data files on your computer and then it will sync them back up to the server at whatever your new address is. Yep. That said, it can still be a little bit tricky. You can still lose your contacts and there, there are other, other details. Um, probably contact someone for some help you bet. isn't a bad idea if you're not totally comfortable with those things. Uh, follow up to Gary with two R's. Uh, okay. This is from someone who, well, no name. Good morning, Gary and Brian. Enjoying the show. Agreed. Shaw email. Stay tuned. 
From <laughs> Roger's frequently asked questions below, like you, I am expecting we will see changes. Perhaps once they get mobile transition significantly handled, and perhaps, well, there you go, there it goes, perhaps home and internet TV handled. Uh, will my Roger's Yahoo or Shaw email address change? Can you continue to use your current email addresses? If there are any changes, we'll let you know. That's directly from rogers.com forward slash support forward slash Shaw. They, their plate is very full as we talk about regularly in terms of like how do we port these accounts um, and how do we transfer an existing device balance all kinds of things and they're working through all those and you know they have not gotten to email yet no they haven't it's good that's going to be a while probably but there are changes coming um, and we don't yeah we don't have necessarily a spot in the show notes anymore um, it's been taken out I don't know how frank I can be but we yeah we had we be Brian not we, Frank we were <laughs> we were asked to take it down by certain people and yeah. uh, we're we're just we're playing nice with it right now we're so. being very careful. Gary and Brian, smoke looks to be arriving this afternoon. Yes. There are apps such as FiresmokeCA that gives us an indication of when and how bad for how long. PurpleAir.com haven't seen that one. Map shows current air quality stays across BC and the world. Over sixty will be noticeable. Uh, send an email with links. Bruce, Bruce, thank you. And that's on firesmoke.ca. You can run the forecast. Yes, we saw, uh, we were commenting this morning about that um, mm-hmm. dystopic red fireball in oh, the sky. Was, you know, it was in its own way, I, there was sheer beauty of looking at the sun this morning. It was red. <laughs> you shouldn't look at the sun, Gary. I know. But you know what? Why not? <laughs> uh, um, I will add, I don't think we spoke about this yet, but if you have friends or family in Yellowknife, uh, which has been evacuated because mm-hmm. of the approaching fires, uh, you can stay up to date with what's happening at cabinradio.ca. It's a good site. So, yeah, just I love, love any of these tech resources that can fill these gaps. Um, so we have Peg on the line who has a, it's actually a Shaw Rogers question about oh, right. uh, about switching and uh, the new box that she has. Uh, go ahead, Peg. Oh, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Hi, Gary and Brian. Um, I live in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and I just this week, and I'm a blind person, just so you know, but we got a new Shaw Ignite set up with our Wi-Fi and our TV. Now, the question I have right now is about the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was able to get my laptop set up, connected. I have a desktop which with running Windows 10, which I've had for um, since 2016, and sure. it's working fine. Okay. However, it did not recognize our new Wi-Fi network name in the list of available networks. So... The fellow that was helping me thought, oh, I might either need a new network card in the computer. He thought maybe that might be the problem. It's too out of date or something. Uh, uh, so this is the same device that you're talking about, the desktop. You, you, you're getting your network, like you're probably hardwired in, but when you look, search for the Wi-Fi address, you're not seeing the address of the new gateway? Yeah, well, it's, it's not hardwired. Like, it's not plugged into a well, It's not a, plugged directly into your computer. Port. Then it's not plugged into a network port, like, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, but you do have, like, if you load up your browser, you, you can access the internet? Not now, since we got the new oh, sure. network. It's, it's, to, it's um, offline. <laughs> so the fellow thought, oh, I might need a new network card. Now, however, I talked to someone on the phone yesterday, and he yeah. thought that um, these new um, routers, I don't know what it's sure. called. Sure, yeah, exactly. they're routers slash modems. They just call them gateways. Gateways? Anyway, maybe, you know, they're, they're sort of, not, they might have a capability of being able to accept 
uh, devices at a lower speed as well as the high speed. Uh, so there's the two different bandwidths that they operate on. And they have auto switch now between the 2.4 and the 5 gigahertz networks. Your computer likely can handle either. Um, yeah. So do you see, when you go to Wi-Fi on your, I'm assuming that's a Windows PC, um, do you see any networks? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I see a lot of them. Okay, um, then your Wi-Fi, card, yeah, your, yeah. your Wi-Fi card should be fine if it's displaying any networks. Um, yeah, but it's just not, rec- not recognizing the one that, uh, our, our new one, because that should be appearing in the list. And it did appear in the list on my two laptops and on my friend's laptop. So you indeed, indeed know the name of the network that you're accessing. I wish I did. I should have got him to give it to us. Oh, so it'll be, oh, it'll it'll be, be on, on the, on it'll the gateway. Be on, it'll be on the side of the gateway along with the password for it. Uh, there's a couple of things you can try. Obviously, there's the press and hold for 20 seconds, reboot the system, see if that changes it. The other thing that you could try is if you're comfortable going into the device manager, uh, looking for your, your Wi-Fi adapter in the device manager, uh, uninstalling it without installing the drivers, reboot your system, brings up the device manager or it reinstalls it and then we can see if, if it actually sees that new gateway. I can't see that the gateway is the problem. Your, your, your Wi-Fi card should be fine. If it sees everything else, it should see that product. So yeah. And okay. another of the other things, if, if the installer uh, was unsure of what to do, I would contact mm-hmm. your, your provider. I'll contact Shaw. Yeah, contact Shaw. Have them log <laughs> into your gateway or into your router. And make sure that Wi-Fi is actually turned on. Because if for some reason from oh, the factory... Mm-hmm. Okay, you did say that, that your other ones can see it. Oh, yeah, yeah my, okay. iPhone's, my iPhone's running okay. on it right now and my computer, other computers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so frankly, I, I, w- I would try resetting the, 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 in the device manager. I would try resetting the network card. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work, you can actually go to your nearest uh, computer store and pick up a USB Wi-Fi adapter. Oh, dongle. Yeah, just yeah. Pl- plug it in. Yeah. Windows 10 should pretty much see every one of them right away <laughs> and yeah. see if that makes it, makes a difference. Are they in the same room? Because if they are, just run a cable and get wired speed. It's going to be way better. Actually, no. Yeah, no. My <clears throat> my big computer that I use, the desktop, that isn't connected right now, it's in the bedroom. Okay. And the router is down in the living room. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right, darn. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Okay. I'm also I, having trouble with my Google Mini trying to get it set back up, too. It didn't seem to recognize the Wi-Fi. So. Okay. We're having, I, that's this, this changes everything. Now, you oh. said that your big computer is in the bedroom and yeah. that the modem gateway is downstairs? Uh, it's in our living room. No, it's all on one floor. Okay. Oh, okay. oh we're in an apartment. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So distance shouldn't be a matter. There's not too no. many walls in between. But you're also having problems with your other one. Well, the the, oh. the, the Google Mini, which yeah. may, may be, That's I may have to reinstall it. I did yeah. get to where I put in the network name and password, and I didn't recognize it for some reason. Yes, I, I, yeah. sometimes that just is the case. We had a call like that uh, several yeah. weeks back about just, um, you know, the Google Minis, you don't have any real buttons or screen or anything, so yeah. you'll have to do all through the app. And sometimes if you don't pre-set it up to switch to a new network, um, you just have to reset it up w- w- with your new network. So that's likely the case there. I doubt that that's connected here. Yeah, on the, like I said, yeah, on the big no. computer, I, I frankly would try a uh, USB dongle. 
a USB dongle. Yeah. 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 Someone can try a remote login and try. Actually, you couldn't. No, yeah, you couldn't don't, remote. Couldn't in remote because there gonna, is no way to. You're going to kill yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I got what a remote what? <laughs> oh, I was going to say remote sign in, but no, we can't do it because you don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, not on that computer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll contact Shaw because I want to get this resolved. Yeah. Contact them yeah, first. Make sure. And, mm-hmm. yeah. They yeah. should be able to resolve it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Sorry, we couldn't help you more. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Bye-bye Bye-bye. We're due for a break, Gary, but when we come come back, we've got Steen and Sally on the phone lines. Welcome back to Tech Talk. Uh, I'm... Gary Beyer filling in for Alan Perry along with... I'm Brian Pavlich, your, check, your Tech Talk producer. This is our August 19th slash 20th edition. A uh, little bit of hazy out there today. Uh, we hope you're enjoying yourselves. Uh, frankly, I hope you're actually out there enjoying yourself and not listening to us and that this is going to be on the podcast that you get to just listen to us. Oh, don't spend too much time outside. I'm sure the air quality is poor. <laughs> <laughs> but you can uh, always catch us on the podcast after the show. You can find a link to the podcast at shownotes.ca. Also, you can search us in any podcast app and you'll show up. Um, if, if you're listening on Saturday, we're live. We're live. And we can take your phone calls. We've still got some time. Uh, otherwise, if you're listening on Sunday, this is the rebroadcast and you are not going to reach us. Yeah, talk to us next week. Yeah. Hey, we've got a couple of phone calls waiting. Let's get right to those. Okay, Steen has an iPad issue. Go ahead, Steen. Hey, hi, Gary. Good to hear your voice again. Steen, thank you. Before I get to the question, uh, that uh, Lenovo T580 with uh, Windows 11 you sold me a while ago, I'm really pleased with it, and I'm, I'm really actually quite like Windows 11 now. I had some initial trepidation, but it's working really well. You know, it's it's yeah. it's interesting because I've been using that now for almost three years, and <laughs> it's I've kept telling people, you know, try it, try it. This is this is an amazing product, and I'm glad that you like it. It's it's a bit different, but oh. Yeah, try it. You might like it. Anyway, I have a question about my wife's iPad. It's an iPad Pro running 16, iOS 16.6, and it's only it's five years old. It's running quite well. Yeah. And it's a pro, the issue is with Royal Bank of Canada, the mobile banking. Okay. We, and I spent some time with uh, the Royal Bank a couple of days ago. I spent two hours, and they really couldn't fix it until we lost the connection. And <clears throat> the issue is that she can log, uh, I can log into my banking accounts, uh, oh. On the, on the iPad and my laptop, no problem. Mm-hmm. Cannot log into her bank information on the iPad, but we can on the on the um, on the laptop. So it's it's weird, and uh, I'm just wondering whether I should probably do is just uh, get rid of uh, the RBC mobile app and download a new one and start from fresh. Is that worth a try? Uh, that's that was one step you could try. Certainly, um, it, it frankly is the step I would try. I would un- I would uh, uninstall the app, reinstall the app, and start fresh. It can happen that the app itself has a glitch. Uh, obviously, if you're able to log in using the laptop, yep. it's not the account that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bad. I'm going with the app. And it happened all of a sudden. One day, this wouldn't work. Oh, really strange. Okay, well, well, we'll give that a shot. And as far as Outlook, I've tried uh, that little toggle switch, and, and I, I keep on going back to the old mail because I, I just don't like the look of the new one. Maybe, maybe it's just oh. human nature. We know we don't like change. We hate change. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes change isn't good. And in my opinion, this change isn't good. It'll stay off it for as long as possible. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's still buggy, sadly. Um, and again, if you're not, unless you're only using an Outlook account, I wouldn't recommend it. As an alternative, you can just go to Outlook.com and because they're basically just wrapping the website as an app. 
Um, yeah. And so it's it, the, the goal is to make them the same. So yeah. um, you can get used to the new Outlook by just going to Outlook.com. Of course, it, you can't just like access your Gmail through there without specific yeah. setups that are uh, going to be different. No, of course, I don't use G- I don't use anything to do with Google. Oh, sure, yes. Oh. Good on Good you. Good on you. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dean. Yeah, hopefully that solves the problem with the uh, banking app. Thanks, guys. And Gary, stay well. You betcha, Dean. Thanks so much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's uh, yeah, let's keep going on calls here. We're gonna go straight to Sally. Hi, Sally. Oh, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so, I um, I'm having an issue with my iPhone that I've never had before, uh, where um, like my mom called me the other day and she said, "You just sent me a really strange text." And after reading it, thank goodness it was funny. It was recording me playing with the dog in the backyard. So like, okay, okay, good boy. Would you like a treat? And then it went straight into what the weather forecast was because, of course, I was listening to facts, And it really disturbed me because it's never happened before. I was nowhere near my phone. I hadn't unlocked it. I wasn't holding it. I don't actually oh. use voice to text very often. It really, but it bothered me because I'm like, what if I was talking about my private medical information or something? So my family is fairly technologically adept. I've got two teenage slash young adults and my husband. And they went into my settings because I had not changed anything. But I did, however, do a recent update, you know, when they come along. And they disabled a bunch of, like, rave thing. And oh, yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. If it's on you, often raise to wake is one of the problems where it will, right? uh, where the screen can turn on, like, you know, it feels your body warmth yeah. through your pocket and then it unlocks your screen and these things happen a lot. That's the number one way I see right? it. Um, but if it wasn't oh, on you, you yeah. the I mean the other thing you could just do is turn off the um, Hey Siri command. Say so don't listen for Hey okay. Siri. I would ha- then you would just have to hold the power button to get Siri to pop up. Um, but okay. that's that likely what happens. It heard something that sounded like Hey Siri. I always yeah. say Hey Sweetie to like my puppy or my wife or my <laughs> or the baby, yeah. and it always catches Sweetie. Yeah. yeah, all the really? time. So this is yeah, yeah. So um, you know, it just caught that, and then you know, thought you might have said like Hey, text mom or. Um, something like that. This is this is likely it. There is a there's a lot of bugs with accidentally activating Siri, mm-hmm. and there's going to be right. probably more because they're taking out the need to say hey. So That's right. anytime oh, no. you say anything that sounds like Siri, you're you're likely to start a session with her with it. It's crazy because I know these things are for convenience and they're supposed to be great, but like I do have the Face ID because it's whatever, but yeah. It's, driving me crazy because like you'll walk by it or you'll touch it and all of a sudden it's recording you and texting random people <laughs> it's really oh scary. yeah so, yeah okay. it's i wish this was better i really hope we get some kind of real good ai integration where they finally stop with this stuff it's <laughs> like ai is so good and you the, these assistants are mm-hmm. like the, i mean thanks for all the things they can do but frankly they yep. have a long way to go they do okay so this is a common thing and i just need to not touch it be aware of it and not um, put my face near it. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, they're very secure devices. I severely, I, I just don't have any doubt that, you know, it's not that you're hacked or something funny is happening there. Yeah. It's silly uh, activations. Raise to wake okay. is one thing to turn off. If you find that, um, you know, your voice is triggering it, turn off the listen for Hey Siri. Yeah. I sorry to all the people I keep activating. I just recorded a long speech on my own iPhone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you've probably turned mine on over I should over say there. AS. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- that's where I would go with that specific situation. Okay. Thank you so much for your help. Yeah, thanks, Sally. You take care. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now.
Before we go to break, there's a couple of texts here that I think we should deal with. Okay. The first one, it's a as he puts it, yes, this will be a plug for Tesseract 2.0. Gary is extremely <laughs> helpful and a nice guy. This is from Trent. He goes on to say, by the way, England is going to win. Now, he's actually talking about uh, Women's World Cup. He was in the store the other day, and he thought Australia was going to win. And I said, no, England's going to beat Australia. So, Trent, you lost that one already. And I'm pretty sure England isn't going to win. So, uh, why don't you watch or or, or dream about it when the score is final. Come see me at the store, and either you're going to buy a coffee or I am. It's so funny when... People talk about sports on a tech show. I know we have a varied audience. Oh, yeah. But, like, we, I don't have any idea. I don't know what sport you're talking about. I don't know any of these things. Like, I just block out sports entirely in my mind. Uh, you're going <laughs> to lose your man card. That's it. I hate, I, nope, I'm not <laughs> subscribing to that traditional form of masculinity. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I need to upgrade my antivirus on my PC. What antivirus program would you recommend? Thanks very much. Always Malwarebytes is our Bingo. favorite. Just nothing touches it these days. It's true. Um, I have a comment, which we will do uh, in the next segment here, actually about a new, uh, in terms of your browser, mm-hmm. an ad blocker you can add that isn't Malwarebytes that I think is beneficial. But for traditional on your machine, malware, um, antivirus malware, yeah, Malwarebytes is the way to go Absolutely. as far as we're concerned. Okay, well, that brings us to... Uh, oh, that's, that's, yeah, to that's the news that time. half hour done. <laughs> this is just flying. When we come back, we're going to do our last half hour of this week's show. Now... Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Brian Pavlicic filling in for Alan Perry alongside... Gary Beyer from Tesseract 2.0 Computing. Okay, and we've made it to our last 30 minutes here. Of this show. <laughs> yeah, not our last, last one. I know you had a, you almost had a last 30 minutes. Well, I had a scare. Let's, there, let's Gary, call it that. It was a scare. Yeah. Um, so uh, the couple, there's a handful of news items here I'd love to get to before we go. Um, first off, this is a, a favorite for both Gary and I, and I know Alan loves this as well, is the Ocean Cleanup Crew. Oh, it's amazing. It's, it's a company that is finally doing something instead of passing the buck. They're saying, we can do this. And it is, you'll see the ships once in a while uh, out at Ogden Point. They're blue and white, pretty tough to miss. They head out into the Pacific, and they've designed a way to clean, well, frankly, the Pacific garbage patch. Yes, you know, a, a very cleverly engineered, basically, net that's pulled between two massive ships. Yeah. Um, and and they're, so they're heading back from the patch right now with 50 tons of recovered plastic. Um, in a few weeks, they're going to start using their new, the much new larger net. system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the new net. It sounds so simple, but it's obviously not. Uh, and it can clean the air, an area the size of a football field every five seconds. That's incredible. Um, but still... Now, you know... The sad fact is, though, what's even more incredible and incredulous, as it were, (sighs) is that we pump that much garbage into our rivers and oceans, and it's going on unabated, which is why these ships have to do this. Yes, absolutely. Um, Actually, so the current size of the garbage patch is twice the size of the state of Texas right now. It grew. And, And so even with their predictions with how much they can remove and how their project is going, um, they're their current aim is to remove 90% of the floating plastic from the oceans altogether by 2040, which so that, you know, it's a long way to go. But, you know, when you're seeing progress like this, when you're seeing a, you know, a football field every five seconds, you know, we're heading in the right direction. And I just love this crew is doing this. Um, an interesting news story along with 
um, this one was that um, the garbage patch, which is obviously now massive, is host host to its own ecosystems yeah. of organisms that would no otherwise not be able to live in the middle of the ocean as they do, but they're able to hitch a ride here and establish, um, you know, whatever colonies. you would call it, colonies, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's like, a, it's a, basically a landmass at this point. Getting there. Uh, so uh, another, actually, just while we were talking about that, we did have a special caller here. Uh, yeah, let's go to line one. Hello? Hi, guys, from Juneau, Alaska. <laughs> well, well, Hi, well, Adam. if it isn't the wayward traveler. I'm standing underneath a banner that says, Juno, we are aficionados of the color gray. <laughs> and what <laughs> color is it right now? It's actually just the sun starting to come out. We had absolutely oh. fabulous weather uh, yesterday. The skies cleared, the seas calmed down, the temperature rose. We got up to short sleeves at the Hubbard Glacier, and even though it was calving a lot while we were there, which is amazing, uh, in a massive cruise ship, the Crown Princess, we got up within 300 meters, so the nice. gods were smiling on us. It was spectacular. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And you uh, you managed to avoid the smoke going up that high? Yeah, we've been telling everybody what's going on, both in, in Yellowknife uh, and in Kelowna, of course, and yep. people that are up here from the U.S. letting them know what's happening down with uh, Hurricane Hillary barreling down on the on the Baja. So a lot of people are totally oblivious. They're on a cruise and yeah. escaping all that. They're going, what, when you tell them? But yeah, no, it's great. This is the technology is, is working wonderfully. This is uh, Susanna my first cruise, and I think we were trying to guess, I think about 10 or 12 years. A lot has changed, and from a technical point of view, I think you'll find this in pretty well all the cruise ships now. Yep. No more room key. They give you a little medallion on a little thing that goes around your neck, a lanyard. Yes, you can pay more for a wristwatch version or a pendant version or whatever, the famous cruise ship upsell. But otherwise, <laughs> that is it. That gets you on the ship. That gets you off the ship. As you walk near your cabin, the door unlocks for you automatically. Anything you want to do or buy, they, it automatically, if you want to go to the bar and get a drink, it pops right up on the screen from location ID with their face, so nothing to do. So, I mean, it saves them a ton of money, but from a convenience point of view, that's the way technology is supposed to make your life a lot yeah, easier. It's I would, really impressive. <laughs> Obviously, I, I do appreciate the convenience. Uh, did you read the terms of service? Well, yes. I mean, they are figuring out what you're doing, so they know what you, everything you had to drink, everything you bought. Yeah, everything probably where you are, but, when you're there, how much money you spent to the casino. Yeah, but on the other hand, if you want to find somebody else on the ship, then you can use the messaging system that's built into the medallion no app. Way. Yeah, do that. Yeah, so it's like onboard onboard texting. So yeah, it's working oh, really cool. well. Is that you're on Freedom Mobile the, the way you and Juna switched, yeah. uh, Brian? So this is our first experiment here. So loud and clear, getting uh, sixty-five megs per second in downtown Juno. Nice. On cell service with five, count them, five ships in town. This is the capital city of Alaska, so 32,000 people. Now you add five ships to that today. It's amazing to see they've really got it. It makes us appreciate when we go down to Ogden Point yeah. and we see what happens in a city of 360,000, how we handle it. And I know some residents are not thrilled, but the way they've done it in Juneau, it's just pumping so much money into the economy here. I'm really impressed with the organization. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that's going well. So, yeah, you're um, you're both on Freedom now, and you've had no trouble. I mean, obviously, out at sea, you're not getting anything. 
but uh, whenever you're in port, you're, you're having good signal there on uh, nationwide? Yes, uh, onboard Wi-Fi, the cruise ships, um, some offer it for free, others offer it for, for free at a certain class and above. Um, okay. It's not fast. It's five megabytes per second. Oh, but on the other hand, you know, yeah, but on the other hand, it's, it's fast, it's robust, two massive little domes up on top of the ship to keeping you connected. I don't think we ever really lost connectivity. They warned us going into Yakutat Bay, the entrance to the uh, Bay of Disenchantment and the Hubbard Glacier that there might be because of the high slopes. But no, I, it, it was absolutely awesome. So everyone's happy, shown so many people how to switch their photos to 169. <laughs> I yep. don't mention that one, Brian. I know you've talked about it. Anybody else? If you want to have your photos be full screen on your computer or your TV when you get back, mm-hmm. A, shoot them horizontal. Mm-hmm. Yep. But B, also, depending on whether you've got an iPhone or not, on an iPhone, there'll be a little arrow up at the top, and you tap that, and you'll see traditionally, Brian, it'll say 3 colon 4. Yes. And you tap that, and you change it to 16 colon 9, 16 by 9, widescreen, so now you won't get any black bars Anywhere. If you're shooting for Instagram or something like that, you probably want three, four. Otherwise, right. if you shoot 69, you'll have to crop, and you might have to crop something else you didn't mean to. But otherwise, it makes such a difference on things like glaciers. I popped a couple pictures into the, the bottom of the show notes there. Yeah, I'm actually looking at those pictures right now. And I think, you know, as a person who is originally from Winnipeg, where we have really big bugs, um, I'm wondering, did you notice how, are they really that big as that one picture you put in? <laughs> That was actually from a guy I met on board the the ship here who told me about that one. That's a great sign. Have to find any signs. We literally just got off the ship an hour ago. We're an hour earlier than you, so just got off the ship an hour earlier. But I thought I'd put something in there from the signs. But no, no bugs at all so far. Oh, fantastic! Whatever. But yeah, no. So, but this is our first port call. We've been at sea. Uh, We were supposed to go to the reason Suzanne and I took this cruise. We wanted to go to Sitka. former Russian town, mm-hmm. but because of a refueling glitch in Vancouver, we left 10 hours late, so had to bypass that. Okay. Oh, that's so sad. They give you a $50 non-refundable uh, onboard credit to make up for that and do that. But yeah, no, so two days at sea and then the Hubbard Glacier, and now we're in Juneau, our first port stop. But yeah, I, I, the other thing people have asked, are you fe- did you feel comfortable going on a cruise after what we went through with COVID? And all that. And yeah, I know at the time we probably thought we would never do another cruise again because of what they became. Mm-hmm. But no, the, the number of people that are going around cleaning everything constantly from railings to the buffet to just everything, you, everything is cleaned within, within seconds. So I'm really impressed. Yeah, it's, a, it's first class. I'm very impressed with this. Nice. Okay, Alan, we're allowed. For anybody that wants to do that, Freedom Mobile, this was our first big test of the new fourth carrier freedom as people know now owned by videotron out of quebec so yeah working working flawlessly and the idea that we're using it and not having to pay anything extra isn't that nice really nice feeling yeah that's a really good feeling yeah my first test was when i last uh well went to nova scotia right (laughs) it worked well yeah cross country on freedom yep cool okay we're just getting up this the way the freedom thing is working so people know is Freedom has its own towers, but not that many of them. But now, through the partnership as part of the Rogers Shaw buyout, as soon as you go outside an area where there's a Freedom Tower, you ping onto a Rogers Tower. So you've basically got two networks going for you till Freedom builds their own complete, robust 5G network coast-to-coast, starting on 
the West. So, yeah, so the the problems we had with Freedom in the early days owned by Shaw disappeared now. The coverage mm-hmm. is great. Thanks so, for being there, guys. Hey, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for touching base with us. So, uh, as we get Talk to live... Weekend. Yep. We you as well. Take care. We get to live a little bit vicariously through his travels these days. Yeah, let's. Uh, I still want to talk about the uh, uh, an ad blocker for yes. adding to your browser, but uh, let's do that right after this break. Welcome back to Tech Talk. It's Brian and Gary filling in for Alan Perry. Uh, I'm going to go straight to a uh, point about uh, some protection when you're browsing online. So, um, you know, a nice adjunct to uh, Malwarebytes is Malwarebytes Browser Guard, which you can add to any of the major browsers, Firefox, Chrome, Edge. Um, there's something for Safari. It's not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is helping. You know, we always recommend this. It's free. Uh, you can search for it. It's either as a part of, they'll, depending on the browser, they'll call it an add-on or an extension. Uh, and you can enable it and tell it to block things like ads and trackers, um, potential scams, uh, and links to suspicious websites. Uh, and that's a, uh, that's something we encourage everybody to use. And I had been getting to the point where I've been saying, forget all the old ones you were using. This is all you need. But um, I was working with a client uh, two days ago. Uh, and so certain s- services like Gmail will... You know, they have tricky advertising on their site where they insert fake email-looking ads all throughout your email, and I cannot get Malwarebytes to catch them. Typically, um, Malwarebytes Browser Guard has a great feature is if you if it's missing an ad and it's still showing up in your browser, you can right-click on it uh, and tell Malwarebytes to add that, yeah. that, re- that uh, aspect. Um, but it will not work on Gmail. So I've also added my old favorite is uBlock Origin. Okay. It does a great job, and it even catches all those. You know, when I turn it off, I see like five, six, you know, spam ads show up in the Gmail feed online. And if you, as soon as you turn on uBlock, those disappear. So, um, yeah, I guess I take back saying that all you need is Malwarebytes Browser Guard. You can run it in conjunction with uBlock Origins. Um, you could just search either of those names with your browser of choice uh, and maybe the word extension, and you'll find you'll find the right results there. Um, yes, yeah, so that's a that's a great one uh, on the. Oh, actually, let's get to Robert before we get too far along here. All right, Robert, you're on the air. Hey, greetings, thanks, guys. Um, uh, I've got Windows. Um, when it created my username, when I I'm the only user of the PC, mm-hmm. it truncated my name from Robert to Robert. <laughs> Not a big deal, but whenever I create documents and stuff, and it goes to the machine for a username, or I try to go to GitHub. It uses Robert, and I'm trying to figure out how to change it to Robert. Yeah. Which uh, operating system are you using? Windows 11. It is Windows 11. Um, yeah. If you actually type into the little search bar on the bottom, should be if you've, if you've centered everything, it'll be, well, obviously right there. You can type in change username, and it okay. will actually take you through that. Well, I went through that. It doesn't let me. Uh, it will for other if. Not the main account, it won't. It didn't let me. I tried that. Oh, is, really? is it linked also, to your Microsoft account, or is it a local login? Uh, I'm linked to my Microsoft account, although I'm barely online. Mm. But I, you know, I looked online for solutions, and Microsoft itself says create another username with what it should be, and then transfer everything over. But when I go to Robert and try and copy all the files, it won't let me copy everything, so... Yeah, I forget. Hmm, I can't remember. The other thing it warned me of is that I could end up with uh, um, some software not running because when it initially loaded, it was looking for Robert, and it won't recognize Robert. So I'm just wondering. 
Uh, Gary might have had encountered that. Have you you've checked like if you log into your Microsoft account online and view your account? Yep. Uh, the names are all correct. Uh, when creating a Windows 11 account with a Microsoft account, the system will show the name from your online account. If this is the case, you would have to change your online settings to change the name on your computer. So I would check there and make sure that it's correct there. Yeah. And then maybe you can try so you can, within your, if you go to the edit my profile or my account in yeah. settings there, you can say to unlink from your Microsoft account, like switch to a local account only you'll have to set up a you know a password you'll use temporarily and then once that happens you come back to that same page you'll resign in and come back to that same page and say actually I want to link to a Microsoft account and then resign in um, and so if it doesn't automatically update there um, logging out and back into your account may refresh it okay yeah Perfect. it's, it's in settings problem. settings accounts and your info page okay perfect thanks guys all right yeah hopefully that does that Robert it should do it all right Cheers, guys. Have right. a great weekend. Take Bye-bye care now. as well. Okay, we're just coming down to the last stretch here. Let's take one, one final commercial break. Welcome back to Tech Talk for this final segment of the August 19th, 20th weekend. I'm Gary Beyer, helping fill in for Alan Perry, who you just heard from a cruise. With me is... I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. Producer, co-host, absolutely soundboard guy, Brian mm-hmm. does it all and does a darn good job. Thanks, Gary. Um, we have uh, in show notes, you'll t- look towards the bottom, there is a, a tune that was released yesterday. And it is Dolly Parton doing Let It Be with Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Mick Fleetwood, Peter Frampton, and take a listen. And in my hour of darkness, she's standing Speaking words of wisdom, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. How's that that one doing? Oh, only just about half a million views in one day. Not bad. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's it's, the first time I've heard it is playing it right now, and it's sending shivers. Yeah. This is, you know, to have the original artist and Dolly Parton together on this collaborating. And, you know, to me, this is, it's, it's a moment in music history. Yeah. Disagree with me if you like, I don't care. <laughs> no, it's, I mean. It, it's, an, it's, this is going to become iconic, I think. You think so? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get, uh, Dolly Parton's a pretty amazing individual. Absolutely. Now, you wanted to talk about Microsoft stuff. Yeah, I, I am excited about this. Gary's less excited. Microsoft has just announced a September 21st event to take place in New York City. Uh, We're anticipating the rumored um, unveiling of Surface Go 4, Surface Laptop Studio 2, and Surface Laptop Go 3. They need to start naming their devices differently. It is so confusing, I cannot keep track of them all. Well, it's not only confusing. Up till now, when I've looked at the Surface Go products, and I actually looked at one the other day that somebody was going to or was hoping to trade in on a product that I was selling them. And sadly, that Surface Go was a product with only 4 gigs of RAM and a 128-gig hard drive. It surprises me that Microsoft actually still sells something like that. Um, I'm a fan of the Surface products. I am using an i7 12th gen with everything. Sure, and I love it. I love the product. Yep. But that they still sell something as basic as that, uh, I honestly think Microsoft has to get it in gear and stop doing that. 
Yes, your um, you like what ninety percent of the people's phones out there will blow that out of the water. Absolutely. So why would you be buying that device? now? If they're going to bring out a new Surface Studio, yeah. especially the desktop one, wow. Well, okay, laptop Studio is one of the rumored ones, but we don't know yet. Yeah. What I'm actually excited about is we're anticipating a September update to Windows 11. And the, the feature, key features there are native support for RAR and ZIP files. Yes. Thank you. I can't believe it's taken 20 years. Amazing. I now, love that we now, can do that in Windows. Having, having said that, uh, first off, RAR is a, a format for photographs that is, frankly, compared to JPEG, is huge. Oh, Pardon, raw. Oh, you're talking you're saying raw. I'm, I'm saying raw. raw. Pardon me. I heard like a raw. dinosaur, R-A-R. Yeah. Um, so these are like basically compressed, compressed files. files. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but for the longest time, we told people... Don't open a zip file anymore. Well, so there are... Yeah. So it depends where they're coming from and stuff. Like if you download a batch of files from OneDrive or iCloud or something, it's going to zip them and download them for yes, you. Yes, it is. You know, what you're get, you know who you're getting it from. Sure, a zip is totally fine natively. There's nothing wrong with this file type. Often people will try to, you know, put something malicious yes. in that package. Um, but so along with RAR, <laughs> RAR and zip support... We're going to see a new settings homepage. I'm excited to see how they revamp that, though I'm a little nervous. A better volume mixer, which uh, it's, mm-hmm. is needed, and access to Windows Copilot. This is integration of the same, uh, the, like ChatGPT4, the same uh, large language model there. And they're also looking at, uh, one of the things I read the other day, is that you're going to be able to hopefully start removing some of what we consider Windows bloatware. If you're Amazing. not using an app, you're going to be able to get rid of it. So I've realized we're just coming up on time here, but I want to close the show. Um, This is a track completely made out of um, Apple operating system startup sounds. uh, And I want to play this to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the iMac. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Or as Alan would say. And so it goes.